Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Good evening, Dustin. Uh, <laughs> so, Not good, huh? so I think I think that if we go back to our first episode with Billy or Timmy or whatever his name was, the kid, yeah, uh, yeah. we are like, well, that child's obviously going to die. Oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like we said immediately, like this is this is not a person that's going to live. Right. Yes. It's Ben. It was Benjamin. I think. A young member of the kingdom who forms a bond with Morgan, according Ugh. to Wikipedia. Yeah, I don't think I... There's no point in even learning his name. It was Billy or Timmy or whatever, because he was going to die. Yeah, he's he's uh, he was the new uh, daughter fodder. Yeah. Uh, more daughter fodder than Beth was daughter <laughs> oh, fodder, because he didn't last a full, what, four episodes of screen time. Just like last week, where every every five seconds there was, oh god, they painted a target on Michonne, or oh god, yeah. they painted a target on, on Nick. This entire episode, from the opening bit, mm-hmm. was this is Benjamin. <laughs> He's going to die. <laughs> this is our. This is this is who we are going to uh, uh, sacrifice to the TV gods tonight. The only question is, how bad is he going to die? <laughs> it was pretty bad. Like, oh, I mean, bleeding, bleeding out from a wound to that leg artery that oh, yeah. you know, everyone forgets. Is One there. would like to think that he would have blacked out at some point, you yeah. know, and just. But so here's the problem. Uh, Richard, who yes. is um, King Ezekiel's head of king, sort of the head of security, like heads, more or less. Yeah, their their military. Um, we established a couple episodes ago that basically he is, he thinks that the kingdom and is, is moving towards fighting with yeah, the saviors. And it's yes, just, no, inevitable. No idea or no clue that like, he's, he's, he's like, no, this is going to happen. There's no way this could not happen. And his initial plan was to convince Daryl to help sacrifice Carol. Before he knew that Carol was like, like the queen of the universe. And, of course, Daryl did not appreciate this plan. No. And, of course, the idea there being that Ezekiel likes Carol, and therefore if Carol dies, Ezekiel will be enraged, and he will go forth and he will yes, fight again. He, fight. Will, he will join up with Rick and company, and they will fight, and the saviors will be destroyed. Right. Um, well, that didn't work. And no. Daryl even said to him in that episode, if somebody's got to die for the kingdom, why don't you do it? Mm-hmm. And so it looks... Like, that's what Richard wanted to do. So, yeah, it was kind of like death by cop yeah. with a point. I mean, it's... So he sets up a plan. They, of course, they have to give a tribute. And the first thing we see is Ezekiel putting a cantaloupe in a box. Right. And we're all like, huh, what is going on here? I'm very confused. And so he... They take it, and it's it's a tribute of twelve cantaloupes. Yes, and the garden at uh, Ezekiel's garden has got weevils. Yes, so and they didn't call Torchwood like I would have. <laughs> that Torch- is a rep. That is like a deep cut reference, you guys. Yeah, yeah, but still, right. Um, just as long as it's not the final season of Torchwood, oh, it was yeah. awful. Hey, hey. Anyway. So they go and they give the tribute. Can't even say there was no Mackay Pfeiffer because Mackay <laughs> Pfeiffer was in it. It was bad. It was so bad. Uh, so anyway, yeah. 
they bring the tribute or they get they're driving the tribute on oh worse yeah um carol uh decides to go for what why didn't she decide to go she woke up and she woke up in the night oh right and, crying and you know, she realized that she knows like we've said she knows that more bad stuff happened at alexandria than daryl told her because daryl like lied to her and she believed the lie because she needed to and right. that was like super duper obvious but so, it was a lie she knew it was a lie and now she can't handle it anymore so she decides to go find out what really happened um, and just kind of badasses her way to to the kingdom, oh, yeah. you know? and uh, and like when she gets there. Oh wait, more specifically, there is a a walker that she comes across who she right. slashes across the chest, but does and it goes down right. Yeah. So, so it's she's just like, like, ah, he's fine. I can get him on the way back. Yeah, he's just he's incapacitated. It doesn't matter. And so she walks to the kingdom. There's a bunch of walkers there. She finds the only urban deer stand I think I've ever seen. I know. And uses a sign. Did she just build that? Did she have it in her pocket? (laughs) Yes. What the heck? Yes. (laughs) So she she cut you know takes all the walkers out and like before the people even come out to like clear the walkers like they do every day. She's got a one way sign that she's turned into a a weapon. (laughs) She's just stabbed in the head. Got him in the head. <laughs> an assembly line. Yeah, when Billy comes out, he's like, How'd you do that? And she's like, Duh, I'm amazing. <laughs> and and uh. so she goes to Morgan and he says, Whatever Daryl told you is what Daryl told you. And, and you need to talk to him. Yeah, if you want to know what's going on, you need to talk to Daryl. And so she leaves disappointed on her Well, way. but he also points out, he said, You wanted me to keep yeah. You see your secret. You wanted me yeah. to let people tell people to leave you alone. And mm-hmm. I did. So don't come to me and ask for something that you wouldn't give me. Right. So um on her way out, Billy or Timmy, whatever, stops her and is like ben- Benjamin. Hey Benny. Hey, let me uh, let me skip this run we're about to go on and go with you and learn your ways. And Carol's like, No, how dare you even ask? And the moment that he says, I want to skip the run, she's like, no, you go on your run. I was go like, do your job. I'm like, oh, crap, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead, <laughs> dead like a dead kid is dead. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was just like, oh, well, uh, will they make it to the end of the episode? No. Okay. Well, maybe, you know. No, I looked mm-hmm. over at you and I was like, this kid's dead yeah, before the end of the episode. So they go on the run and on their, oh, well, Carol walks back. And when she gets back to where she was incapacitated, that one dude, he's dead he's got a gash in his head and there's somebody around the corner but she's not really she's just like okay whatever um and heads on with her life so then we actually see a shot of richard Mm -hmm. we see him digging a grave yes and you see a little backpack uh katie was that the name kid's name i hate that spelling of katie and you look at it and go okay well there's a sad little story here and okay whatever my sister is I.E., mm-hmm, Katie right. I.E., and that's the one I prefer. Katie with a Y always seems like, you know, she's going to... I had a friend I had a friend who I worked with at Borders who was K- K-T-Y, so it's mm. whatever. So anyway, they go back and... Prepare the her thing, and when they get to the place where Carol was, mm-hmm. there's all these uh, shopping, shopping carts in the way. And, like, you're going, oh, well, 
you know, and and Richards are like, this can't be good. Everybody go and check out the shopping carts. Not me. I'm going to stay back here. I'll cover you all. Anything like super duper nefarious. And we're just looking at it going, well, he's clearly up to something. Well, no, I think subtle. It's no, because we both said we were both like, what's going on? Right. Something's going on. But I don't think we were like really sure what was going to happen. No, but he's, you know, he's got that guilty look about him that just calls for. We know he was planning something. We know this is so it's it's looking but we're not you can't really be sure. So he's like fan out and everybody do their thing and then you discover that it's an arrow. Yeah. And they're like, What is the arrow pointing to? And instead of just moving the things out of the way and driving on like yeah. a person who wants to live does, um, they decide to follow the arrow. Which didn't seem very bright. Right. So but there's like the grave. They find the grave and it says bury me here and you're just like, Oh, what's and they have a philosophical moment because yeah. Ezekiel's looking at that and going, "This drives people mad. This world is a terrible, terrible place." And then <sighs> Benjamin, sweet, sweet doomed Benjamin. Tim, you mean Timmy or Billy? Sweet, sweet doomed Benjamin says, "No, no, you, King Ezekiel, have given us hope." And we're like, "Oh, oh God!" God. <laughs> <laughs> just dip the boy in a paint uh, that type yeah, target. Oh, the, yeah, then he spontaneous that if, if he had just at that <laughs> moment spontaneously combusted <laughs> and burned into a pile of ash, I don't think we would have been any more oh, shocking or surprising God. than what happened ultimately happened to him. Because yeah, it's just like what 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 why are you okay, never mind. So anyway, they go to the, the rendezvous. Right. And uh, they do... I, I'm getting really, really tired of every time that the kingdom and the saviors meet up, everybody ends up drawing their guns. Point the guns. Right, well... Because it starts off with, of course, you're late. Well, we were delayed. We don't care. Give you us know, our 12 cantaloupes. There's posturing and the jerk-ass with the long hair. Yeah, the long-haired one that's been... The other, like... The only other savior in this little group that has lines is this rat-tail-looking dude mm-hmm. with long hair. And uh, main dude, who I guess is not a bad guy. Like, I honestly... Like, okay, I have more sympathy for random dude, this random guy, this random savior, than I do for Dwight at this point. Well, he seems like he's... He recognizes that he's in a terrible position, mm-hmm. and he's just trying to get through it. Yes, he's he, just... He's not particularly funny. He's not trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the only one that doesn't, hasn't been, you know, like, doesn't put on the show. Right. Like, and he had, like, this good last savior kingdom interlude. He's the one who's like, read the room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. So, you know, so anyway... He's like, okay, everybody's going to give up their guns. Because there are 11 cantaloupes instead of 12. 12. And he says, there's only 11. And Ezekiel's like, no, no there's there were 12. 12. I counted them myself. And he goes, and... So then you can find them. You can count them. And he's like, uh, I counted them myself. This is impossible. Well, I'm sorry, but this is where I explained to you how the world works. Mm-hmm. Because we've had this conversation. And the guns come out. Right. And so he has the, all the guns confiscated. And it looks like Richard is going to get shot, but it's rat, long-haired ratty dude doing it, and he ends up shooting Benjamin in the leg. And here is, here is the thing. 
people always forget that there is a huge mm -hmm. major artery that runs right down the middle of your leg in between your two thigh muscles. Mm -hmm. And so in movies, all the time you see people get shot there. Right. All the time. And so I don't believe that rat tail dude, his, like, I don't think he was trying to kill Benjamin. No, I don't think he was. Either. I think he was just using that as a like. This kid is a is it gives me lip, and I'm the big strong guy with the flowing locks and the gun, so mm -hmm. I'm going to shoot him in the leg. And then it ended up being that artery, and he died. But first, before he dies, um... oh oh, we have to go back because yeah. Morgan gave. Benjamin book that what's his name gave Morgan mm -hmm. um, the like art of not war. Some two say art of war. No, no, because it's it's the book that he got when he started learning the stick stuff. Don't you remember? Uh, yeah, I can't. Well, we have to figure out what book that is. I can't I remember. Like, there's a whole thing. It's like about how you know this the oh gosh, what is even what is. Even what does he do? Like, what's his thing? I can't even remember it all now, but well, it's, it's, basically, it's basically Taoist. It's yeah. basically Taoist. Uh, well, not only that, but Morgan is training uh, Benjamin's little brother. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's like, and of course, we had the the thing where he says, you know, you told me that when we started, you wanted to, you know, lock your brother on his ass. You don't really mean that. No, you want to be like your brother. Yeah. And of course, Benjamin's yeah, right there. Right it's, like, it's like, oh, it's a heartwarming moment. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. It's not, not a good. So anyway. Yeah, it's terrible. They bring him back to Carol's because she's closest. Mm -hmm. And they should have some, there's some medical stuff there as yeah. well. And so they try and save him and he dies. And Before he dies, he looks up at, at Morgan and basically quotes something that Morgan has yeah. said back to him. It's about, the, if you harm your enemy, you harm yourself. Right. And this, of course, is not really what Morgan needed to hear. No. Because Morgan, we've already established that Morgan is very conflicted about how he feels anyway. Right. Because like Carol, he's trying to figure out what he wants to be mm -hmm. in this world. And he's made some very distinct decisions that involve not killing. Right. But it's hard to justify that in the world that they live in when your enemy, if they don't, if you don't kill them. If you don't bring them 12 cantaloupes. They're going to murder innocent people. Right. And so it's a really hard thing because he doesn't want to be a killer. Mm -hmm. Just like Carol doesn't want to be a killer. Mm -hmm. But this is what they've become. And there's, there was an interesting thing in Cracked. Cracked keeps doing this. They actually said why, you know, why you would, you would not be able to survive a, a end of the world scenario. Oh yeah, because right. your mind would not be able to deal with it after a time. Mm -hmm. Because the decisions you would have to make in a world like the world of The Walking Dead, where you'd have to sacrifice your friends or mm -hmm. kill people that you know, or become a murderer when that's something you don't want to be, you know, eventually your the human psyche can only take so much before it goes. I'm out, mm -hmm. and you eat a bullet. Uh, and that's one of the things that, you know, when you push people to these extremes, you have to be fairly structured in your head in a very healthy way to deal with it in a healthy way. Or you end up with somebody like Negan, who is, right. this is how some people are going to react in this world. And one of the things that this show can do well, usually with people like Carol, is deal with the mental effects of what this world is doing to them. Right. And 
I don't think they've always done it well with Morgan. There have been some dramatic stuff with Morgan dealing with his, mm -hmm. his madnesses. But this I thought was very effective because he basically is like, I got to go for a walk. Mm -hmm. And he goes back to basically takes walks back the route that they came. And is having a very like clear moment. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's manic crazy Morgan from that episode again. Yeah, because he's seeing the word clear pop up. He's seeing his son. He's seeing these, these all these visions are hitting him. He's sitting mm -hmm. at the edge of the grave with a knife, mm -hmm. um, pushing it against his wrist. Um, and I'm wondering if that actually happened because we spend so much time with him in the street mm -hmm. that it's almost like, and it, it plays either way, whether he actually went and sat in the grave or not. Right. But in any event, he's, he's storming around that street when all this stuff is going on in his head. And, and he kicks a... Uh... Uh, recycling bin and underneath the recycling bin is a cantaloupe and he's like hang on yeah. <laughs> wait a minute and he i think he and then it plays the little flashback where he realized like it shows richard walking away from that mm -hmm. thing with you know saying everything going on how are you guys doing i didn't accidentally you know get leave you murder did i just walking along. Yeah. And so he brings the recycle bin and the cantaloupe to Richard's room. And we get just one of those, like, backstory monologues nobody really needs. I would actually have been more impressed if we'd gotten Richard's story earlier. Mm. Because basically it's like, hi, I'm Richard. Well, how did, you know, well you're, you're sitting around. You're having, maybe you're having a drink or something. Yeah. Or you're, you're talking. You're talking about your lives. This is kind of like... I don't know. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's 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 a kind of effective storytelling in the fact that it's like, you know, but this is why I did it, right? Because mm -hmm. that's what he's doing. He's trying to justify why he did it, why he thinks that he has to act. But the more I'm watching him, the more I'm thinking to myself is, why is this guy in charge of the military, the military aspect yeah. of the kingdom? He doesn't seem to have any... Yeah, history in it, and his the way his mind is working. I mean, okay, I just just talked about people cracking under the strain of this stuff, so it doesn't feel like he's there in the yeah. right way. I mean, well, okay, anime does this thing sometimes where there will be like a battle going on or or something, and then there will just be an episode that's like two dudes have been fighting one dude's the main dude like mm -hmm. we've been following this whole time the other dude's like a, a mini boss on his way to the big boss you know how anime does mm -hmm. like right. everybody has like a little boss everybody it's a series of mini boss fights and you get to the big guy so um especially in battle anime sometimes in, in love anime but you know mainly mm -hmm. it's battle sure anime. right so the, the hero and this mini boss villain are fighting and they've been fighting for three full episodes and every time you think something's about to happen, like, now I'll show you my real power. <laughs> right, you yeah, know, yeah, right. it's one of those freaking things it does. So, you've been watching this episode, this battle, for an hour and a half of ta screen time. And then you go to turn on the next episode, and it's the backstory of the <laughs> villain. Like, it's just this great little, like, one little episode drama about how, you know... Uh, Hiyashi was, you know, never wanted to be the the mini boss for this villain. He's doing it to save his his little sister who has the the consumption, and <laughs> and and then it goes back. And but then you then you, but then when you're watching that episode, you realize, oh, 
this means that Hiyashi is about to get his ass kicked. All right, of course. Because they want us to feel a little something mm -hmm. when they do the whole thing where he goes, I suppose now it's finished. And then it fades to white and then cherry blossoms fly across the of screen. Of course, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of how... It is the law, actually. Yeah. There's a, an anime law that says you have to do that. Yeah. So that's kind of... I mean, it was how I felt it was unnecessary, but that's kind of how I felt about this. Like, yeah. now Richard's going to monologue about his dead wife and daughter. So when he dies, we can go, oh, but dead wife and daughter. The problem with that is we've established that he is willing to get innocent people killed um, to accomplish what he wants to do. Right. Okay, there was a... There was a Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode mm. many, many years ago when it was on. Where we are just geeking it we up are. tonight. We are like, <coughs> I, I'm sorry for anybody who decided to make this their first <laughs> episode of this podcast. Maybe they watched, maybe they like these shows too. Where, where Benjamin Sisko has to, he basically sets up. Uh, what is he basically, I think he frames a Romulan ambassador or something like that, but he basically, it's a way to get the Romulans involved in the war with the Dominion because the Romulans were refusing to get involved mm. uh, on the side of, of the Federation. And he basically sets this thing up and it's a lie. It is a blatant lie that's going to get people killed. And he's, But it's going to be the only way, it's the only way he thinks they can win the war is to bring in another empire to fight on their side. Mm-hmm. And he's recording his log at the end of the episode where he's basically saying, I'm a monster. Mm. I know what I did. I know that what I'm doing is going to cost lies. I know that what I did was deceptive and wrong. And I'm just going to have to learn to live with that. Because it's the only way to save more lives mm -hmm. is for me to be this. And then he erases the log because evidence, right? Right. But it was an incredibly powerful episode. You don't necessarily get, I mean, he, that's a character where you earn, you know, you've been with that, yeah. that show's been on, shows on, had been on the air for years. You, you saw what a, what a good person he was, how much he valued the rule of law, mm -hmm. how much Benjamin, you don't have that weight. All you get from him is I'm kind of a jerk. I'm willing to get innocent people that we care about killed, mm -hmm. um, to start a war that we can't win. Probably. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and oh, by the way, I'm doing it because of my dead wife and child. I right. mean, come on, it's, 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 it's not enough. Yeah. Or didn't feel so, like it. Anyway. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, but so he says, I'm going to tell Ezekiel. I'm going to tell Ezekiel what I did, but then I'm going to end up leading this army to fight this war. Because and somebody has to, and it will yeah. be me. Right. And Morgan, in, in this entire speech, Morgan is... Says nothing. He is hair's breadth away. You can from, tell. Yeah, I mean, he's just all rage. He's all bottled rage. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the next day, mm -hmm. so he waits, like Morgan waits. They like, doesn't say a word. Like this whole, like he hasn't said a word since Benjamin died. Right. Like, he just showed up with the with the bucket and like threw it in the room. Mm -hmm. So, um, so the next day they go to the drop with their one cantaloupe, and uh, uh, Morgan says to Richard. Did you tell them? And he's like, "No, wait. We'll we'll talk about this later." <laughs> and Ezekiel's like, like, "We'll talk uh, about what later?" He's like, "What? Well, wait." And he goes, 
no, I don't think it will. He <laughs> sees the look on Morgan's face. He's like, no, nah, maybe we do need to talk about this. Now, unfortunately, the saviors choose that moment to show right. up. And this is what kind of, I mean, aside from the fact that we've seen this this particular savior leader be more humane than the other ones, when he's like, so how's the kid? And nobody says, he goes, oh, he died. And he turns to look at the blonde-haired guy and goes, give the man back his staff, and you turn around and start walking. Yeah. And don't say anything. Don't give me a look. Mm -hmm. You just turn around and walk back. And I was just like, can we please see the blonde-haired kid dead later this episode? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I thought, I mean, it was actually, you know, for a character, we are, we're not supposed to sympathize with the savior. Right? No. We're supposed to look at these characters as being monsters. But then you have the attempts to do it with Dwight, the mm -hmm. things with this guy. Where some of these people are literally just doing this to survive. And mm -hmm. that's not letting them off the hook for their actions. Right. But it does give them some humanity. Right. Even if it's, you know, broken and I think I think that because we don't see like with Dwight, the problem is is that we see these two almost completely separate characters. Mm -hmm. There's asshole Dwight who's like the posturing macho dude, and then there's Dwight at home who's like just trying to survive. Right. This guy, since we don't ever really see him at home, we just see him with the with these at these drops. It's a better characterization because he's bringing to that the I'm just trying to survive part. Mm -hmm. Just you know, actually better I think than Dwight is. And oddly enough, he's applying a kind of justice here, mm -hmm. where I mean, yes, he's he's not going to kill his he's apparently not going to kill his willing to kill his own people, mm -hmm. or at least in this case anyway. But he is willing to basically put the kid's life at it's a kid, you know. Put the kid's life at risk by going. Just turn out and walk, mm -hmm. you know. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Richard gets the cantaloupe and brings it up, and he starts saying to to uh, this guy, "Oh, just you know, we understand. This was just a huge oversight, blah blah blah." And Martin just goes. At... He beats him. He hits him with the stick, knocks him down, and he goes for his throat, and nobody else moves. Mm -hmm. They are all just staring. And Ezekiel's like, Morgan? And Morgan's like, one minute. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be right with you. Just, <laughs> just give me one second. Finish this up. And there's most of this is shot so you just see Morgan's face. You mm -hmm. hear all sorts of interesting crunching noises and gurgling noises and mm -hmm. choking noises. And you just watch Morgan's face, which is a study in it's a it's kind of a scary look for him mm -hmm. he's there's not a lot there right there's a very it's a very deadpan kind of this is just a thing i have to do mm -hmm. there's not there's not anger and pain as much in that face as you would think there would be knowing how much this is actually bothering morgan right but uh he stands up and he goes okay so you're wondering why I did that. Yeah. Let me tell you a little story. And he tells him what happened. And he turns around. And, and he says, he even says to the savior guy, he was trying to start a war. Mm -hmm. He wanted to, he wanted us to have to, he wanted us to start a war yesterday. But he didn't. He did, it didn't work out the way he wanted it. And Benjamin died and now he's dead. And so we're all back on track, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> And the savers are like, uh, we gotta, we gotta go, because <laughs> you're 
crazy, man. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, Morgan, they're like, Ezekiel and Morgan, let's, let's go back. And Morgan's like, no, no, I'm good. You mm-hmm. guys just head on back without me. They're like, no, really, Marty, you shouldn't be alone. He's like, no, really. <laughs> you need to go. So, yeah. Morgan oh. Morgan takes Richard's body and buries it. Mm-hmm. And, and buries the backpack with him. Right. And uh, then he goes to Carol and says, do you really want to know? And the look on her face is an interesting mixture of please yes and please God no. Mm -hmm. Because she wants to know the answer and she really doesn't want to know the answer. I just, like, I want Melissa McBride to get an Emmy. Oh, yeah. If if this show ends without her getting an Emmy... (laughs) um, There's, I mean, they've given her so much meat, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, here's the thing. Okay, I watch Feud... Because it's required. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, Jessica Lange is wonderful. And Susan Sarandon, already, like, if there's only been one episode, I just, their characterizations of it are just spot on and so wonderful. And they're, you know, actresses of a certain age. And television is a great place for those, act- for actresses, you know, of a certain age mm-hmm. nowadays. Sure, yeah. But Melissa McBride is a woman over 50, and she has been killing it for four years on this show i say four even though it's been six right because the first couple of episodes were just kind of like you know i'm i'm carol in the background oh yeah the meat of the meat of her stuff really started about four years ago yeah and especially since she's gone through in this last season this i i kill to live but i hate that this is something i have to do right you know that has been so good on her mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that no, I really want, I really want her to at least be nominated. I think she should be nominated. It's never going to happen. It's a genre show. That is, that is kind of the problem. You, you'd think, though, with television being, with with more and more genre shows, you mm-hmm. would think that we'd see more nominations for them. But give it time, maybe, maybe. So Morgan tells her. Mm-hmm. Everybody and, who died and how they died and all that stuff. And it does exactly what we kind of expected it to do to her, which mm-hmm. is it stabs her through the heart. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, you wanted to know. There you go. Bye. I got to go. And she goes, where are you going to go? And he goes, I'm going to go kill them all one by one. <laughs> I will find them. And when they're alone, and I will just be the killing thing and, uh, that... We'll kill them. fighting again <laughs> for the last... And she's yeah. like, well, hang on. Why don't you... Why don't you not do that? Mm-hmm. And basically, they flip. Mm-hmm. Where he takes over the cottage. I guess it's a house. Yeah. I've been thinking it was the cottage. And then she goes... Back, back to, to the kingdom. Yeah. And she bosses her way through the doors. <laughs> she doesn't even, like, like, my favorite part about her arrival at the kingdom is, like, when she first went, she, like, had a gun and a knife, and, like, she fought her way <laughs> there. And, like, this time, she doesn't even, like, everything is still sheathed. She just walks, and I just have this, I just imagine her walking this, like, half mile to to the kingdom, where some walkers are, like, like stumbling towards her, and they look up, and somewhere back in their, what's ever left of their human brain just goes... We're gonna sit this one out. Like, let's just let this one go by. 
And she walks right up to Ezekiel and she says, I'm here because we have to start training because we have to start fighting. And Ezekiel looks at her and goes, you're right, we do. Mm -hmm. But not today. Because he, because the weevils in the garden, they basically burned the garden down. They started mm -hmm. to replant. And he's over there with Benjamin's little brother. It's Billy or Timmy. Benjamin's little brother. And they're planting mm -hmm. more more plants in mm -hmm. the in the garden. And and she looks at him and she puts down her and he doesn't even wait for her. He go he says that and he walks over to the kid. Mm -hmm. And she puts her stuff down and she walks over to the kid too. And it's very sweet. And we're like, Oh God. Oh God no. <laughs> She's got another child don't to take put, care of. Don't put Terrell in the position where she has to fall in love she with another toehead mom. She's going to murder the world this way. <laughs> They're going to put her in a position. She's going to be like, you know, we're going to get, we're going to have the entire armies, all three, the armies will be assembling mm -hmm. and they'll just watch this in the background and watch this little figure move across <laughs> the screen in the distance. And Negan will be like here, you'll watch like the, the people lined up behind him will just like disappear one by one. <laughs> and finally he'll be like, attack! And there won't be anyone behind him except Carol and be like, what the? Mm -hmm. And it'll be it. Yeah. <laughs> Edward will be like, oh, hi, hi Carol. Carol. <laughs> Where have you been? Oh God, because it's just—I mean, she is. At some point, if they—they they would be, the writers could put in Melissa McBride's mouth the words, "I have become death destroyer of worlds," <laughs> and I would sit there and go, "I yeah, believe that, that article. I like that." <laughs> Kali, I am they, Kali. They are just gonna mother they, destroyer. They are. They are. Uh, and of course, I don't want that for her because I want Carol to be happy and not like half suicidal. Mm. But in any event, well, I think that we're again. We've I think we've talked about this a little bit um, since Michonne is now Andrea, right? Carol is now Michonne. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Which means that now Carol and and Ezekiel will start some sort of whatever, mm -hmm. and so she's going to stay at the kingdom as his queen mm -hmm. and michonne is andrea and uh sasha and rosita are about going to, to die terribly yeah. sadly oh we forgot we forgot the very very important bit and i forget the act i forget the young lady's name but the woman who came to tell ezekiel that the garden had weevils oh right and she walks in and she goes Daniela or something. She goes. I have. I have some news. She's got. A, she's got a. She's got a yeah, hijab. hijab on. And she goes. I, well, I have some bad news. And he goes. Come closer. And she goes. No, I'm good over here. And it turns around. You see. That <laughs> <laughs> it's Ezekiel plus a tiger. And she's like, No, I'm, I'm all and, good and over he here. And he says, He says, Oh, but Sheba loves you. And she <laughs> goes, That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> and he says, What is the news? And she goes, Well, we got the weevils. We have to burn everything down. And and. He goes, well, the good news is, is that, uh, no, I understand. She goes, but the good news is, is that you can replant. We know you love the garden, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, even if you burn it all down, even if you, you tear it all out, it mm -hmm. can be rebuilt. And there's a metaphor there, obviously, that yeah. we're talking about. And it's obviously on his mind. And, and she will ro roars again. And she's like, okay, I've just pissed myself. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta <fine>. go. <laughs> and I was like, I want her and Jerry to have their own show. Yeah. <laughs> because these are just like, these little moments with these characters who are just, they're not the main characters. Mm -hmm. They're just the people who are trying to get by. And I want to know more about her. And I want to know more her about, about Jerry. Where I didn't necessarily mm -hmm. want to know more about Richard. Mm -hmm. You know? I don't care. 
What is Jerry's backstory? He's I got a big old smile know. on his face. I still want to know about the little girl with the one leg and the bow and arrow. I'm I still you. like. I want to see that one. The, we're watching the web show too. Like one minute web mm. series is playing. I'm like, I don't care anything about any of these people. It could have been about the girl with the one leg and the bow and arrow, and Jerry and that lady with the hijab, and I would have been like, yeah. You and I are watching. You and I are watching the one minute episodes with that sense of resignation. It's like, oh. Oh, yeah, we gotta watch. We this. gotta watch this because Fine. you know, because they're Fear the Walking Dead. They're supposed to hook into Fear the Walking Dead, but if you remember, uh, dear listener, uh, the last one they did, the plain one, that chick showed up in three episodes. Like they said, oh, she's gonna be significant in season two. She was there for like a day, like they did like a day. She showed. Oh yeah, up. and then she was gone. It's like bye. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, great. Thanks. Filmed all our episodes in an afternoon. She was like, but, and they're like, no, no, go on. <laughs> and quite frankly, we were not necessarily, oh, go, no, we did not like Fear the Walking Dead. We don't like Fear the Walking Dead. We're not looking forward to Fear the Walking Dead coming back. Mm. But there's only three episodes left of this season. Uh-huh. And I think Preacher comes back. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, in between this and Fear the Walking Dead. I, I hope I'm right about that. Anyway, we will be back next week with more because things are going to heat up. It's going to be. Yeah, going to get. Cooking. There's going to be some violence, some some shooting, some ladies with pistols, some Carol killing. She's going to be in there. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's going to be like <laughs> I I still kind of feel like I don't think they're going to kill Negan, but I think that the wives are going to play a big part of his downfall I because hope like so. the fact that like he thinks all these women are like totally into him and they're like all actively hating him, you know. Well, anyway, I, yeah, it's. I fully expect that they will keep him alive and, you know, Jefferson Morgan can come back when, because I mean, in the comic, spoiler alert for the, for the war, Negan survives mm-hmm. the war and he ends up being a prisoner. So yeah. you can bring him back and have little appearances, but he's anyway. not a prisoner anymore. No, he's not a prisoner anymore. He, uh, he's like last issue of the comic I read, which devastated me. Mm-hmm. Uh, was last weekend, and he's like him and Rick are like out in a buddy comedy like shootout. Yes, he's, he's a he's a um, he's the enemy you understand versus he's the useful the useful villain, mm-hmm. I guess. So, in any event, I'm sure that we'll see what the show does because the show has been different than the comic. Yeah, and it's on its own little continuity. He could die terribly; it'd be okay too. Yeah, I would enjoy that. I mean, you know, Rick in the Rick in the library with a baseball bat is entirely a possibility. <laughs> so I think it's more going to be if they kill him, it should be wives. Oh yeah, I think that wives cool. in the bedroom with several <laughs> small daggers. <laughs> we'll be all right with that as well. All right, thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back next week. We do apologize, by the way, for those of you who got last week's episode a little late. We had problems with podcast.com. They were part. Uh, they're connected in some way, I guess, to Amazon, and they had a big. Uh, server yeah. issue uh, last weekend and it, it flowed over into stuff. Uh, you can always find us on sci as well as podcast.com and iTunes. So if you're not finding us, if you're listening to us regularly on those places and you're not seeing us, check the website. We will have it hosted there as well. Uh, and of course, check out our, all of our other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim and I both uh, appear frequently on Rogue's Gallery. Right. And we've got H2O, which uh, Jason Hunt, who created sci he and I Talk various and sundry things. We just uh, just had a podcast about Battle for KC, which is something that you'll be hearing a lot more from us because it's a very, very cool event coming up in May um, involving a Guinness 
Book of Worlds Records and a lightsaber battle. It's very cool. You can check that out as well. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. Have a good night, guys. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Horror For Me Radio. <laughs>